At 12 minutes past eight, reform seems to be the order of the day for the Moon Jae-in administration, at least based on the unconventional choices for the president's cabinet so far. Let's bring in Professor Cho Hee Kyung of Hong University Law School. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Alex. So, Moon's appointment of the National Security Advisor and Foreign Minister largely seen as shifting North Korea policy from defence to diplomacy, or at least incorporating more diplomacy. What, what's your view on this non-military selection of foreign policy officials? Um, I think two things um, came to my mind. First is a much broader definition of what national security means. Um, in fact, President Moon himself said that foreign affairs and national security are really two sides of the same coin. And, you know, the case of Thad is a perfect illustration of that. We saw, you know, we decided to install Thad on the um, peninsula, but that provoked a huge trade retaliation from China. So you can see how these are two really tightly intertwined. Um, and the second is a very clear recognition of the North Korean problem um, that can only really be solved by uh, diplomacy. The two previous administrations had really, you know, hawkish um, stance towards North Korea. And what has that got us in the nine years? You know, uh, more provocation um, and escalating tensions on the peninsula. And so I think it's really time um, that we engaged in more um, diplomacy to resolve the issue. Well, Foreign Minister nominee Kang Kyung-hwa is a UN diplomat an expert on multilateral and global affairs rather than solely bilateral ties. What, what does this tell us about the administration's direction as well? Um, we've got a summit coming up with the US next month, which will be a big first test. Right. You know, we could spend the whole um, discussion really sort of unpacking the appointment of or nomination of Kang yong um, for the, the foreign minister position because there is so many layers um, uh in this um, nomination and the different messages they send at various levels. I mean, I really wonder if there is a semiotics expert advising this government um, in terms of these key cabinet posting appointments. Um, obviously, uh, following on from the previous you know, um, question, there, there really is uh, a shift um, in the foreign policy from... What was very much a bilateral kind of, you know, um, focus with the center of gravity being the relationship between U.S. and and Korea to a much more sort of broader engagement with the, the world. I think, you know, um, sort of possibly trying to get away from this overshadowing umbrella that has really sort of um, been the key to um, Korean foreign policy for the last, you know, half a century. Mm-hmm. Um, and a recognition of the fact that we are in a much more sort of sensitive geopolitical situation where we really have to engage much closely with um, China, for example, and there are so many sensitive and naughty issues that need to be resolved with Japan, um, even broader afield in you know, Southeast Asia, uh, and uh, even beyond that. And so I think this is, uh, for me, this, seems like a real positive, you know, um, uh, change in terms of a direction of uh, foreign policy that Korea may take in the future. Appointing women in key posts has also been positively reviewed. Do you think 
that Moon Jae-in's government can go much further towards breaking the so-called glass ceiling? Oh, well, we'll have to see, I think. Um, you know, when uh, in the Nomi Hoyan um, administration, Ms. Kangum Shil was appointed as the first justice minister, you know, there was a lot of talk about breaking the glass ceiling, etc. But we still see that there is very little participation by women um, at the top levels, both in the public and the private sectors. So uh, this is possibly something more than a hairline fracture in the glass ceiling, <laughs> a bigger right. crack. But I think there is a lot more work to be done. Well, certainly having a female foreign minister for the first time, uh, if this is confirmed, uh, will we'll offer a a female face for South Korea, for whatever that counts. Um, now, on the same day... I, I think, in I, fact, I, actually, it, it does actually count for, for a lot. I think, okay. you know, being able to present a different face to the foreign policy. Again, thanks for your opinion on that. Um, but given the pressing time and, and the number of unconventional appointments, I wanted to also talk about um, Moon Jae-in's finance minister and presidential chief of staff of policy, two chief posts overseeing domestic economy. Uh, and, and what do they tell you going forward? I think those two appointments, together with the um, new Fair Trade Commission chief, um, the former Professor Kim Sang-jo, really sort of indicate that they are turning away from this trickle-down effect policy that, that had been the the key to um, the two previous administration where the policies were much more uh, corporate-friendly, really sort of, um, you know, deregulation, removing barriers to business, etc. Uh, they realize now that it's more critical to... Um, improve the situation of household economies, uh, increasing um, the disposable income and really sort of trying to decrease the disparity between the rich and the poor and the growing chasm between, you know, the um, the haves and the haves not have nots. So I think we're going to see much more sort of consumer friendly policies and promoting fairer competition, etc. Um, but what we are not going to see is some radically progressive policies that some um, fear may come from these so-called, you know, chattel assassins, uh, the Monica that was given by the popular press to these um, uh, uh, appointments. Um, I think they're actually much more mainstream economists, um, all three of them, or at least the two of them, um, plus a, a very pragmatic and ineffective um public servant who's been in the, uh, who's had years and years of experience of implementing you know some difficult policies so I'm feeling quite hopeful about um, the these appointments mm. what about the character of moon jae in here because uh, we can also look at the way in which he has uh, brought in people who he's not worked with before or from other political parties or campaigns into these important posts. Uh, that may have a unifying effect, but, but what does it also tell you? Well, obviously, he's a man who keeps 
his word. Um, he, it was his campaign promise that he will be, um, you know, operating a much more inclusive government and he will base his appointments on abilities um, rather than, you know, a person's political persuasion or their affiliation. And so he's really following through with that. I mean, you know, the economics um, chief, one of the uh, appointments that we discussed, Kim Dong-yeon, he served in a very key post in the Park Geun-hye administration. Um, uh, Zhang Ha-sung was a key advisor to An Su, so it really sort of shows how inclusive he's being. And at the same time, we had to also recognize the pragmatic in the situation his government is in, where his party only holds, you know, two-fifths of the seats in the National Assembly, so he really needs you know, um, support and, and help from the other parties. And so these appointments, uh, I think, would also go some way towards that. Professor Cho, thank you very much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Uh, Professor Cho Hee-kyung of Hongik University Law School.